If you are a teacher, parent, administrator, student, and or anyone who loves reconnecting children with nature, and you want to figure out how to cultivate learning gardens and nature-based curriculum, then this is the podcast, the Outdoor Classrooms Podcast. My name is Victoria Hackett. I am the founder of OutdoorClassrooms.com and the Secret Gardens Nature Classes. I love witnessing the magic that happens when children are playfully learning outdoors, Observing the return of wonder and curiosity when children are interacting with nature is pure magic. This is the podcast that is going to help you capture children's interest and give you not only inspiration, but some real life strategies that are going to help you figure out how to use the outdoor space, your outdoor space, as a teaching tool so you can enlighten the playful learning experience young children. Welcome to our Outdoor Classrooms community. Hello and welcome back to the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. I'm thrilled to be back and thrilled to be here and excited to jump into today's topic, which is the power of nature-based play outdoors. There's huge talks about the essence of play, the importance of play, and today we're going to talk about how nature-based play is outdoors is critical for young children. So again, my name is Victoria Hackett. I'm the founder of OutdoorClassrooms.com. I provide online resources for cultivating nature-based curricula and outdoor activities for educators. I also lead nature classes in the Secret Gardens here in Beverly, Massachusetts and now hosting this wonderful podcast. So welcome. So there's so much that I want to cover. So let's jump right in. But before we get too far, I want to take a moment and talk a little bit about childhood memories, childhood memories of play. I want you to take a moment and think about your favorite memories of being, of just playing. You know, what were they? Were they, were they indoors? Were they outdoors? So as I noted in my first episode, my first memory of, maybe it wasn't play necessarily, but but it was sort of maybe my first outdoor classroom memory was my, uh, my parents gave me a little plot of garden space to create my own garden. And that was sort of, I had these imaginary friends and went to sort of taught them all day long. And they, there I was in my little outdoor classroom, who knew? But really thinking about just memories of play most likely most everyone their memories are outdoors and there's a reason for that because there's so much sensory that's happening maybe some of your memories were digging to china that these were definitely some of mine i was digging to china in my neighbor's yard also in that same yard in my neighbor's yard eating raspberries that i still to this day if i'm ever eating raspberries i have very vivid memories of eating their raspberries from their bush. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Memories might be exploring creeks and ponds. I have a vivid memory as well, riding bikes down to this special hideout tree. It was sort of this pine tree that you could sort of get inside of it. It was a very cool place to be in a very great hideout. Uh, I also have memories of long walks with my family. Grew up in Bethesda, Maryland, so there was the canal that we always would go to and spend hours walking, and we would have birthday parties down there and play capture the flag and all this wonderful, wonderful memories. To to this day, our family still, we are big walkers. 
So then I want you to think about, are your children playing this way in 2023? Are they going to have the same memories as maybe we had growing up? Are they going to have that sense of freedom, that sense of anything's possible, diving into their imaginations for hours and hours and hours and kind of losing track of time? So chances are they're not, which is really sort of sad to me because what's happening is childhood is changing. Richard Love has dubbed the term nature deficit disorder, which is really a disorder of society. It's, it's, we have, again, what we talked about in our last episode, more and more children are spending time in front of screens. And so my question today is what happens when children spend less time outdoors? If children are spending less time outdoors, where will the future stewards of our earth come from? So think about that for a while. Like if they're really spending that much time in front of the screen, who's going to advocate? Who's going to advocate for our earth and keep our trees and what if we took screens away and think about if we took the screens away how would that change children's play there was a time that we didn't have screens and children would go outside open the door and spend hours playing with a stick then the stick became a wand the stick became a fishing rod the stick became all these different things So really thinking about the essence of play and thinking about the essence of the effect of nature. And so again, reference to episode number one, which is uh, why does this matter? So we talked a lot about how does nature impact well-being. And just to review, we talked about how active young children become active adults. More creative play equals greater concentration. More time outside reduces stress and ADD symptoms. Again, more time outdoors in nature enhances our immune systems. And you can, it's logical. If kids have a relationship with nature, they're more likely to become advocates for nature, our world, our earth, as adults. So what happens when we remove that nature play from children? What happens? It sort of I feel like everything sort of goes numb. Let's ask ourselves the question, what is nature play? What is it? Why is everybody talking about it? This is a quote from Jenny Urich. So nature play is not another thing to shove into our crevices of an already overloaded schedule. A childhood built upon nature play is a different way to do childhood all together. And that's what we're going to be talking about here on this podcast and here at Outdoor Classrooms. So thinking about nature play, it's the foundation, it's the mindset, it's what we can do as adults to facilitate this incredible nature play, facilitate these experiences for our children so we can go back to the origins of the essence of nature play, which is really what it's all about. So again, taking up, opening the door, and finding that nature play, act- outdoor activities encourage that independent active thinking and interacting with nature elements. And that's what we're going to talk about. Like what type of elements can we put in our outdoor spaces that will inspire our kids' active thinking and inspire this imaginative play? As a child, I spent a lot of time, to this day we, we laugh about it, I spent a lot of time in my imagination. I had a full class of children in my mind that I and they I would line up the chairs, tell me if you did this too. 
I would line up the chairs. I would teach them all different things. I had my little chalkboard. I would take them on field trips outside to that little garden I was telling you about. Whenever we went on a family vacation, I would bring them with me. We went to Martha's Vineyard a lot. I would take them on the boat. I would, I would be talking to them nonstop. And this was my world. This was this is where I spent a lot of my childhood playing, just playing in the, my world of imaginations. It's interesting to go back and look at the theory behind nature play, everything that it does, and the importance of incorporating, incorporating it into our children's worlds, into our as parents, into our backyards, as educators, into our our play spaces at our programs as administrators really focusing on play, allowing children to play, and how can we do that? So what does Nature Play offer? Nature Play play offers connection. It is connection. When children have contact with nature, it allows them to see themselves as part of a larger world. Isn't that amazing? It's incredibly powerful. So when they are introduced to this outdoor world, the birds, the sky, the clouds, everything that's going on around them, they're part of this larger world. And that gives them this incredible sense of connection, especially now during a time when we all feel so disconnected from each other. Nature can provide that healing connection component. Nature play also teaches empathy. And I can say children after all of this, but I think it teaches all of us empathy. I think it brings us all connection. But thinking in terms of our children, when children can take care of animals, when they can build gardens that attract wildlife, butterflies, bugs, when they can plant plants that are going to attract those butterflies, when they can create a log hotel and roll over the log and see all the bugs, the whole habitat of animals underneath there. This is creating empathy. This is teaching children, again, that they're, that they're a part of a larger world but that they can also take care of this world, that take care of this out, outdoor world. And they can only do that through play, through nature play. Nature play also encourages story building. I love story building. So thinking about when children play. So I told you when I was growing up, I would make up all these stories about my children and and carry on. I was, again, I was building stories. It would have been really fun to sort of write them down, but when children are playing in their miniature gardens, there are many uh, educators put out even story rocks. They put images on little stones and they can put the rocks together and create their own stories. Many outdoor classrooms have stages where kids can perform. All of that is story building. All of that is enhancing their character. At tapping into this this beautiful piece that children have, this light that they carry with them, and it's our job as as adults to to keep that light bright, not to have it dim as they get older and older and older. Again, with the story building, what is it that we can put into our outdoor spaces that enhance the uh, and inspire this type of play? And that's, again, a lot of the different things that we talk about here at Outdoor Classrooms. So the next one, nature play, is collaboration. I think we talked a little bit about this in our first episode and the benefits of being in nature. A lot of the kids are working on something and they're working on problem solving. 
and troubleshooting and creating something. And all of that is learning how to collaborate. And again, when you're a young child, and we talk a lot about young children today, that generation is sort of the COVID generation. They haven't had exposure to other children and they don't know how to collaborate. They didn't even know how to work with other people because they've been, they've had to stay home alone, most likely. So thinking about nature play, thinking about collaboration, again, what can you put in your environment to enhance this problem solving? We have an incredible makerspace garden, which I absolutely love watching the children interact with all the different loose parts in there and just watching their imaginations go beyond, beyond. And they're, they're happy. They love it. So nature play also teaches wildness. So again, I talked in my intro about behavior management and forth and how I would always go out and do workshops on behavior management. And here I am telling, oh no, let's do nature play and encourage this wildness. There's, again, we do not want to put our children in boxes. We don't want to put them behind desks. We want them to be free and out and feel the movement. We want them to be running in the fresh air. And a part of that is embracing nature and all of the different seasons and feeling a part of it, a feeling a part of the wild. How can we do that? And again, a lot of that is creating cold weather outdoor classrooms, all season outdoor classrooms. So children are able to experience just that, that sense of freedom, that sense of place where they can actually go and run and scream and yell and do all that stuff. And in turn, that will feed them and they will feel oh, that they're not hiding something or keeping something inside and so on and so forth. So there's a, a space where they can do that. And that's what nature play can do. So nature play also encourages children's imaginations. Oh my goodness, this is I, I, all of this is so exciting to me, but when I see children out in maybe a mud kitchen or in our boat, we have a boat and they are sailing off and they're making up these stories as they go, it, there's nothing like it. It's to be witness to that is, is such a gift. And again, it's like all I did was I got a boat and I added the boat to the outdoor classroom and the children took it from there. That's the beauty. That's where you want to get. You want to invite, create invitations for learning where the children can, their imagination can be sparked and they can go off on a, on a sea journey. And again, I had two boys come to my outdoor classroom and they, every single day, can we, can we go, it's the boat open? Can we go to the boat? And we had a, a lantern walk and they put their lantern on the edge of the boat and they were imagining that they were sailing in the middle of the night. It was beautiful. And that's, the imagination that we want to capture, that we want to nurture, and that we want to cultivate. Because if we can do that, and then as we can keep that to grow and sustain that throughout their adulthood and throughout all our adulthoods, imagine the health and wealth of our, of our world at that point, that we're all sharing that, that we're all doing that. So my quote today is, another quote, um, is all children need nature. Not just the ones whose parents appreciate nature, not only those children of a certain economic class or culture or set of abilities, every child. And that is by Richard Love. So my question to you is, what, what's your vision for cultivating an outdoor classroom? 
for playful learning outdoors? What's your vision? So again, this is what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about all the different ways that you can enhance. If you have a desolate outdoor space, how can, how can you enhance it? If you're nervous about just getting outdoors, how can you do that? If you want to cultivate this mindset in your community, you're in the right place. And so let's get outside and, and really embrace that nature is the solution. I want to thank you for listening. There's so much more to come. This has been super fun. I'm really excited about what's what's coming. I'm hoping I'll be getting some questions in the my inbox this week. And just, again, make sure you subscribe. We are really loving doing this and getting this information out to you. If you have any topics that you would like covered if you were interested in becoming a guest on our show just pop me an email at victoria-classrooms.com so before we close i just want to share i want to welcome you to our outdoor classrooms community and i want to share probably the best way to get involved is joining our circle outdoor classrooms membership it's our membership that we love and we cherish. It's a group of educators uh, and well, parents are welcome as well. Um, and we, uh, each week we are sort of diving in deeper into all of these topics. So in the membership, you pretty much have access to most everything on our, in resources in our Outdoor Classrooms website. And, but you also get two live calls sessions a month one we call the round table and one we call the q a teacher lesson exchange you get access to the boot camp where i really encourage new members to start we have about i don't know even how much we have 30 plus even more so nature-based workshops all members get access to every single workshop so they can take a workshop topic. They feel like they need help on mindfulness. There's a workshop on mindful mindfulness in there. Each workshop has tons more ac specific activities that you can do. We have each month, we also outdoor classrooms tour and talk where we open the garden gates and, and members can actually visually see outdoor classrooms that are in works, in the works, that educators are being incredibly successful in all different phases and stages of, of their uh, outdoor classroom journey. There's so much more. Uh, we have member missions every month for those that want to dig a little bit deeper. But this is, if you want to get more involved and you want to learn more about us and dig a little bit deeper, please shoot me an email. I will uh, love to answer any questions. If you'd like to talk to another member to kind of learn how it works and if it's beneficial to join, talk, you can talk to them. I'm happy to set that up. So again, thank you for everything that you do to reconnect children with nature. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. Bye. So if you like this podcast and you're getting something out of it, if it feels good and you walk away going, ah, oh, the day feels brighter and I want to go outside, then I want you to tell your fellow educators, parents, and friends about it. I want everyone to feel this awesome about getting outdoors and all the possibilities for playful learning with children when you get out there. So if you are talking about outdoor classrooms and you like talking about outdoor classrooms and teaching outdoors and all the different possibilities, subscribe to us and leave a review. We would love to have you. Go to our Outdoor Classrooms Facebook page, 
in our group, our Instagram pages, and tell us what your outdoor classroom challenges are. Want to dig deeper? Check out our Outdoor Classroom Circle membership community. It's like no other. Tell your fellow educators and let's start a little revolution about outdoor classrooms. When every child in every school has access to an outdoor classroom and learning gardens, then we will have more beauty in this world. Let's get creative and bring more joy into our teaching outdoors.